All right. Hello, everybody. Giving a chance for everybody to log in so we can get the website going, YouTube, and the Facebook pages. We'll give you a few more minutes here, letting people sign in and get the alerts and all that good stuff. So if you can hear me, as always, give me a sound check. Let me know if I'm coming through well and see me in the little corner here for a few minutes. And then we'll switch that around here in just a little bit. We want to give people a chance to sign in and be sure to greet everybody. I know we can't do the fellowship time like we used to, but we can fellowship in the comments. And so you can give me a thumbs up, a heart, laughy face. All right. Sounds good. I appreciate that. Always helps me. I want to make sure I'm coming through or I'm going to feel awful foolish to do this whole live stream and you can't even hear me. All right. So I'm looking over here, checking in to make sure YouTube is working correctly. Right. And then we need to check the website. Okay. We're streaming from the website here. It looks good there. All right, trust everybody having a good, wonderful day today. Appreciate you joining and signing in tonight for our time of looking at the Word of God. Been a little cooler today. Not that nice, sunny. Well, I guess it was sunny, but cool, wasn't it? But thank the Lord for another good day. Looks like we've got about 20 signed in here on the Faith Baptist. Still giving a chance for everybody. Oh, Joe says, looks good on the big screen. All right. Yeah, Miss Faye, we miss everyone, too. This is so unusual. And as your pastor, I'm really just uh, concerned about everybody and want to make sure everybody's okay. So I may send you a text, email, Wish I had time to call each and every person and spend a lot of time doing that, but we have over a hundred people in our church, and that's a lot of people to keep up with and so forth. And so uh, we're doing things just a little different. I was moving my webcam there a little bit, but we do miss you and love you and look forward to the time that we're all able to get back to the Lord's house and how appreciative. We will be at that time when we're able to join together again and publicly and meet together and embrace each other, hopefully by that time, and be able to let people know that we love them and we appreciate them. And, but in the meantime, God's taking good care of us. And, you know, I'm wearing my Kids for Christ shirt tonight. I was going to go change, but I said, no, nah, because I was always told I was going to get a... Uh, a job. Let me see if you can see this. I was always told I was going to get a job with my name on my shirt. And uh, actually, I can live with that. So, because uh, it says Pastor Toller on there, so I don't forget who I am. And as always, be sure to give me a give me a like. Okay, that helps boost this live stream. Give me a share. Be sure to go on there and share it. And I need to do that myself. You go on and, and share it on your own individual page, and then you can start a watch party. Just remember, if you start a watch party, in the comments, I can't see those if you have a watch party. And remember to enter your prayer requests throughout this live stream. We will see those at the end. My wife is monitoring the comments to make sure everything's working great and wonderful and that you're taken care of. All right, I do have on here, too, about some announcements and so forth, but I won't go into those as much tonight. But one of the things I'd like for you to do, and I trust that you have, is I'd like for everybody, if you haven't already, to go to the website and be sure that, let me transition over here, I want to encourage everybody to go to the website, Faith Baptist Bassett, if you're part of our church, especially, I want you to go and find the button here that tells you to subscribe to our mailing list. And this is a good way for us to keep in contact with you. Let me know if you got that email yesterday. He's able to read that. So you want to subscribe to our mailing list to be sure that you stay up to date 
with things in the church. We'll be sending out a mailer soon, but those take so much longer. All right? So stay in touch with us uh, during this time so we can connect with you. And then if you're looking at our homepage, you want to subscribe to our mailing list, or you scroll all the way down here, there you can see your live stream, and then all the way down to the bottom, and you can subscribe right here. If you haven't done that already, you want to go in and subscribe to the mailing list, try to keep you in contact with uh, one another during this uh, very unusual time, isn't it? Unprecedented is the word that comes to mind. All right. So be sure to enter your prayer requests throughout. Just let you know, uh, me and my family, we're, we're doing doing well and adjusting well to whatever news and comes our way. And I trust that you are doing well also. We transition back, and we just trust that you are doing well. And we're trying to check up on everybody, keep up with everybody, make sure everybody, if somebody, God lays somebody on, on your heart, be sure to check on them and to check on our elderly of the church, our shut-ins. Good time to possibly send a letter. I know the mail's still running, Amazon, UPS, and all that's still running. And we can still be an encouragement that way right now. Anyhow, it may change in the future. But this is what we're kind of looking at tonight. I want to share a message with you. And as always, I'm going to share my screen. And so I don't want to be, um, of course, long-winded. All right. But I want you to look tonight. And I'm going to change my screen so you can see this as well. I'm going to bring up Microsoft Word. I had to type this in here earlier just real quick. Let me switch my camera. All right, there we go. So this is what I want to talk to you about tonight. Let me see if I can get it where you can see it. And to make sure I'm not in the way. I wish you could see all this equipment I have here to be able to do this, which is fun. I enjoy the challenge. Some people are just a fussing about it. But we got to make the best of it, don't we? That's what I want to do is make the best of a situation and be an encouragement to people during this uh, discouraging time. All right, so what I want to share with you tonight is a thought, and I'm really excited about it. Trust you will be as well. But I was thinking uh, today, things are changing so rapidly, we can't hardly keep up, can we? Because things in the world are changing. We do know uh, the governor Monday issued a statewide stay-at-home order. And I'm sure everybody is complying with that, right? Well, you still can go out for your essential needs and so forth and that type of thing. But things are changing. You know, we live in, as I've said before, unprecedented unprecedented times. We've never dealt with this before. We've never faced it before. But then I got to thinking about an individual in the Bible. And you know me. I don't want to spend a lot of time talking about all the negative things in the world. There's plenty of time for that. And that's not help. The negativity is not helping anybody. But I want you to think about something right now. You are basically, and I'll, I'll turn this back here in a minute, but you are basically at this time restrained. You are, another word would be, you are confined. We're sort of confined to our homes. I mean, not to the point it's been martial law and you can't go out of your house. And I don't want you to think that you can't leave. Okay, but try to cut down on, as they say, the social distancing and so forth like that. But we we could use some words like uh, right now we're restrained. All right, we're kind of confined uh, to our homes. I seen something funny yesterday on Facebook. Had a a lady that was kind of giving a mean look to her husband and on the other side of the couch saying, "Can you blink a little quieter?" You know, before long we're all going to get on everybody's nerves and get cabin fever. And I did notice when the governor was talking about the things that he was offering, he did talk about, you know, domestic violence. And there may be some of that, too, with people being confined in their homes and and that type of thing. But I thought that was funny. A lot of truth and all that, isn't it? Eventually, we'll be getting on each other's nerves and so forth. But anyway, we're confined right now. We're we're limited uh, to our movement around to go around our usual activities. Of course, I don't have to mention to you how things have changed with the church. Obviously, 
we hear different uh, things going on daily with that. Uh, of course, we decided early on that you know this wasn't anything to joke or play around with and that we need to take uh, immediate action upon it. And so right now, I just want to get you to thinking about, listen, we're, we're in a state of, hey, we're in confinement right now, aren't we? I uh, hope you're not in a confined space, but you're, you're confined, all right? Which means that we could get down here. Some words that I came up with earlier was, would be restrained, we're confined, I mean, detained. You know, and we're, we're limited uh, to move around freely as we normally did, our normal activities. But I want to encourage you on something. This is a, a wonderful time. Of course, there's terrible things happening in the, in the world as far as the coronavirus. Of course, many are recovering as well, too. We don't hear so much about that. But we hear more about the ones that are uh, passing away. And as our president uh, said yesterday, just being honest with us, this the next two weeks is going to be uh, very hard. A lot of people are going to perish and uh, going into eternity over the COVID-19 virus. I don't think there's any way to overlook that, that he's bracing us for the hardest hit in the next two weeks. And so during this confinement, there's a lot of things that you could do, but I want to encourage you to turn this confinement into creativity. I heard this uh, quote this morning, and it really stood out to me. It says, and I really want to emphasize this, I may... I'll highlight it for you. It says, creativity, let's see me get a bigger one. Creativity needs a prison. I want you to think about that. And it's speaking of what? Restraints or confinement. So creativity needs a prison. And that's what we're going to see here tonight when it comes to the Apostle Paul. Now listen to this verse. This is awesome right here. Here's what Paul said in Ephesians, which was one of his what? It was one of his prison epistles. He was in prison when he wrote the following words here in Ephesians. He was in prison. Now listen to what he said. For which I am an ambassador. Who is an ambassador? An ambassador is someone who represents another country or land. He said, I am an ambassador, what? In bonds. I'm going to be an ambassador. I'm going to be a witness. I'm going to be somebody who represents another land, another country, if you will. Those of us who are saved, we represent heaven, and we are ambassadors for Christ. And he said, I'm going to do that in my bonds. I'm going to do that in my confinement. Now, listen to what he says, that therein I may speak boldly, boldly, as I ought to speak. Paul was going to turn his confinement into creativity. Now, let's look down here. And let me show you some things uh, concerning this. You got to understand when when Paul is writing this, he is a prisoner. Paul the apostle was a prisoner of Rome. Listen, he's he's under Roman imprisonment during this time. Meaning what? He was restrained, as we are. Of course, not to the extent we've been arrested. I know some people during this time, for some reason, they want to be martyrs. I don't think it's time to be a martyr, <laughs> a time to uh, go out here and just uh, challenge things and, and get arrested. I mean, there may come the day that we are arrested for Christ's sake, but, you know, I'm not going to go out here intentionally and get arrested. Uh, but look here, it says that were, were res- he was restrained and he was confined. He was detained and he was limited to move around freely because he's in prison. Now, I want you to really think about this next statement I have right here. This is the difference between what you and I want and what God wants. That's a big difference sometimes, isn't it? What what I want for my life, what I want God to do, and then on the other side, what God wants me to do, and what uh, what's God's way. Now, look in here. Paul wanted to go to Rome. His desire was to go to Rome, but he wanted to go as a preacher. He wanted to go as a as an itinerant evangelist, if you will. He wanted to pull up in the big, you know, the big bus, 
You know, I know they didn't have them back then, but you get the idea. Pull in there and say, hey, I'm the Apostle Paul. He wanted to go in Rome as a preacher. But listen, God sent him as a what? A prisoner. God sent him as a prisoner. Paul wanted to go to Rome as a preacher. That was what he wanted to do. But God said, no, I want you to go as a prisoner. Now, God's ways are not our ways, and his thoughts are not our thoughts. He had purpose in all of this that we'll see here in just a little bit. And it would have been much more pleasurable by a long shot to come in as a preacher to go into Rome. But God said, no, you're going as a prisoner. We see this. Here's what Paul said in Romans 1.15. He says, so as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are in Rome also. That was his desire. That's what he wanted to do. Again, what he wanted to do. Now, let me spend a little time on this next one. And I hope everybody is listening very closely. There are things in your life. Listen to me now. There are things that are going to happen in your life. There are things that are going to happen in other, the lives of other people. And there are things that are going to happen in the church, and there are things that are going to happen in the county, and there are things that are going to happen in the state, and there are things that are going to happen in the country, and there are things that are going to happen in the world that, listen, you have absolutely no control over. You have no control whatsoever over. Right there. You ha- Listen, there are things you have no control over. I wish people would get this. There are things that are going to happen in your life and in my life that personally I'm not going to worry about because there's no use. There's absolutely nothing I can do about it. Now, we could sit here and say, boy, I really wish this thing would just totally go away. Now, God is able to do anything with God. Nothing is impossible. God could eradicate it from the face of the earth. I don't see that happening, but God still can do it. He's in control. But listen, I have no control over that. Uh, the fact it's in the world, and that's something we're facing right now. And I see people going around, and they are fit to be tied, and they are angry, and they are just so upset about how the, what the president's done, and they're so upset what the governor's done, and what everybody else has done and said, and and all, and they're just, I've never seen people so mad in my entire life. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't know why you're so angry because there's so many, th- these are things that we could talk about, <laughs> but listen, we have no control over them, but thank God God's in control. But listen, and there are things in your life that you cannot change. You can't change them. Now you can change, right? As a person, there's some things in your life that you can change, but listen, there are other things in your life you can't change. The Apostle Paul, remember, he had that thorn in the flesh, didn't he? He had that great thorn in the flesh. Let me switch gears here a little bit. And he said, he said, listen, I prayed three times. I got this terrible thorn in the flesh, and he prayed three times for God to take that away from him. And guess what? After he prayed three times, God says, I'm not going to take it away because it was his will to have that thorn in the flesh. This is something Paul had absolutely no control over. So he's got to make a decision. He's got to make a decision to whether he is just going to, you know, keep praying or he's, you know, God take this away or I'm going to accept it and move on. And here's the thing about Paul. Paul come to realize that his power came through the thorn. Do you hear what I said? His power came through his thorn, his problem, his difficulty, his health problem, whatever it was. We don't know exactly. Listen, that's where his power came from was through his problems and through his challenges. So he realized there is nothing that I can do about it. I can't do anything about it. So stop worrying yourself, silly, (laughs) 
and just so upset and say, boy, I just don't know what I'm going to do. I just don't know about, well, you can't, you can't do anything about it. Paul could sit there and say, well, I don't understand why I'm in prison, but he hadn't, he had no control over it. We'll see it here in a minute. He had, he's going to make a decision. There are things in life you have no control over. Preacher, we're not able to have church. Hey, I understand that more than you do, right? I understand that. But listen, we do have control over. I mean, I could say, hey, Sunday, we're going to go in the sanctuary, but I'm not going to do that because I got a half a lick of sense. We'll just put it that way. I'm not going to put my people in danger right now uh, of this. And But listen, and you, and you say, well, I, I can't change it. But I want to encourage you on something tonight. Boy, I better get off that and I'll get in trouble. But li- listen, Paul said, I'm be an ambassador. Now, let me tell you a couple things about Paul's imprisonment. We could look at several verses, and we will here in a minute. I'm going to look up Blue Letter Bible. But I want you to notice this. And it goes along with us. Right now, we're not in prison. Thank God for that. <laughs> I don't want to be in prison right now. I know some uh, preachers and some Christians, it's almost uh, tempting God to be arrested. Hey, help yourself, but I'm not going to join you. Yeah, help yourself. I don't want to be in prison. I mean, some of them guys, they act like they want to go. Well, it, I'm sure there's room for you, but I won't be, you know, later in the future, there'll be some things I'm sure we'll have to stand on. But right now, you know, I think you could do more good staying out of prison so you can stay on this live stream and still continue to support the church. You're really going to have more problems than you can count then. Well, look at this. Number one, confinement was appointed. Confinement was appointed. Now, let me ask you a question. Is God aware of this COVID-19 virus? Absolutely. God, God knows all about it. He knows more about it than we do. This confinement, does God know this is going on right now? Now, God could stop it in a heartbeat. Listen, but right now, this is the prescribed way of life for us. This is something that we're going through. And with Paul, this confinement was appointed. It was appointed by God. Okay? It was appointed. Paul came to the conclusion that he accepted that not that he was not a prison that he was a prisoner of Jesus Christ so important and not a prisoner of Rome that's so important let's look into that as paul said i'm going to blue letter bible here bring it up where you can see it and let's just type in prisoner and we're going to find out about paul we go here to the New Testament. And here, here's a verse right here. Let me make sure you can still see this. All right, and let's just use Philemon. Philemon was one of the prison epistles. And look here what Paul says in Philemon. Whoops, let me get the highlight. Yeah, I got the highlighter. All right, Philemon 1 1. Paul, a prisoner of Jesus Christ. Notice he didn't say, I'm a prisoner. Of the Empire Rome. He could have said that. That's what how, how most people live their lives. I'm a prisoner of my own life. I'm a prisoner of my situation. But Paul says, I'm a prisoner of Jesus Christ. I've been arrested by Jesus Christ. He arrested me a long time ago on the road to Damascus, right? He got arrested long ago and detained by Christ on that road and at that time, he become a prisoner of Christ, and he wasn't living his life saying, "Listen, I'm in here, and and boy, look at me, I'm 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 a prisoner of the Empire Rome." No, he was saying, "I'm a prisoner of Jesus Christ." Unto Timothy, our brother Philemon, dearly beloved. So this was appointed by God. This is the way. Now, here's the next thing I want you to notice. We we did allude to it earlier. This was God's will to be done. How? God's way. God's way. You know, I was thinking about this the other night. We had this interview between me and my good friend, 
Brandon DuPont, the pastor down Northside Baptist. Well, there was a a time when I left Tabernacle, went to Northside right after that, and boy, I got to preaching down there, and the good people love those people down there. It's my home church. Love them. Absolutely great, wonderful people, godly people down there. And listen, I thought, wow, this is a wonderful opportunity. Most people can't wait to... Um, yeah, pastor your your home church. To pastor your home church. But listen, it wasn't nothing against them, the people. I love each and every one of them, but God didn't give me peace about it. And I couldn't get over it. And I prayed and I said, Lord, you're going to have to change because I want to go. Because it's a good church and good people. But God said no. And how was I ever to know, looking back on it now, that my good friend and mentor and one of the godliest men I ever met in my life, just a wonderful man, Dr. Van Moore, would go home to be with the Lord. And at that time, that, that very next day, I was in the choir of Stanley Town Amazing Grace singing. And before anybody, I didn't tell anybody about this. I may have told you before, but God impressed on my heart when I was up there singing in the choir. And he told me, to my heart, right in the middle of a song, I can't remember what song it was, he said, you're the man, son, in so many ways. You're going to be the next pastor of that church. And I said to myself, whoa, wait a minute, God, I don't know about all that now. Uh, but it scared me. It terrified me. Now, it was a lot of, um, you know, it's not everything's not perfect, and we had to find our way and all that stuff. But listen, it's, it's what God wants. It's what God wants. David Toller has wanted a lot of things in his life. And if I could choose my life and go down to the grocery store of my life, the shopping center, go down the aisle and pick off the shelf everything I wanted and say, God, I want this, this life. I want to have plenty of money. I want to have great, wonderful health. I want to have this over here and that over there and just put everything in my shopping cart. And that's my life. But that's not how it works. That's not how it works. Uh, you have some things in your shopping cart in your life that you say, wow, this is wonderful. This is great. But there's some things in there. I said, boy, I don't know about that. God may place, as he's placed in my life, not so uh, some health problems in your shopping cart, some tragedies in your shopping cart, some twists and turns in your shopping cart of life. But this is God's will for your life. So let's be thankful and grateful and realize that the life that we have right now may not be, and it's not perfect. It's not perfect, but it's the life God's given us, and we need to use it to the best of our ability to be a witness to him. Now let me look at this second thing here. Well, I'm going to get fired up tonight. <laughs> All right, the second one is... I really want to spend time on this one. This this one will get me in trouble probably, but that's all right. It'd be it'd be a while for anybody to get a hold of me, right? All right, number two, confinement was accepted. Now listen, doesn't this sound very familiar? Very familiar. Very familiar to me as I studied this early and God just gave me this message. Here's the here's the negative thing. Paul being in prison and being imprisoned. He couldn't teach like he wanted to, and he couldn't preach like he wanted to. And by the way, he couldn't go to church. He couldn't go to church, which back then churches were in homes, right? They started in homes, couldn't teach, couldn't preach, couldn't visit his people, and he couldn't go to church. I've heard so many people, they, they've told me, says, Preacher, I can't wait until we go back to church. I just can't wait till we go back. And I'm going to tell you, the ones that I've found that say that don't come that often. You know, hey, let me let me go on a rant for a minute and just say it seems like the people that are most upset or maybe not really upset. They're passionate about not being able to go to church 
are the ones who only came every blue moon anyway. So when they've come to me and they say, well, preacher, boy, I can't wait to have church. We, you know, we, uh, we shouldn't be, uh, you know, not in church. And I, you know, I tell them and it shuts it down real quick. I say, listen, I expect when we come back that you're going to be the most faithful member of faith Baptist church. When we get to come back, I'm telling you right now, I will reserve you a front row seat. In fact, we got a couple front row seats and I imagine you'll be there with your Bible (laughs) and your prayer request and your notepad and your pen and paper ready to study the word of God and to be uh, right there up front and say, preacher, what will they have me to do? So that that really changes the conversation real quick, doesn't it? Really changes it real quick. And this is when the preacher gets like, you know, way in your, in your face, right? When that's happening. But I imagine a lot of people are going to be the, be real faithful after all this. Amen. Or should be. But I appreciate the ones that were faithful before. And but we have those over here is listen, he couldn't teach, preach, and he couldn't visit, and he couldn't do the things he normally done. And by the way, there was absolutely nothing that he could do about that. As we said before, this was appointed. This is what God wanted. This is the way God wanted it. Wasn't the way Paul would have chosen it, but he he didn't sit around and complain and moan and groan and talk about how bad the world is and how bad he you know he's a prisoner and he's been confined. He didn't talk about all those things. No, he accepted it. He accepted it. I'll be glad when a lot of people accept what's going on in the world right now. Just go ahead and accept it. This is the way it's going to be. It's going to be like this for a while. And I hear when people get to complaining and bickering and getting impatient, I'm thinking, don't get impatient yet. It hadn't any, It's just now starting to hit our area. And they're about to go drive themselves and everybody else crazy already. And we haven't even got to the bad part yet. But listen, confinement was accepted. He accepted that this was appointed. God evidently has allowed this to happen. Think about that. You say, wow, how would God allow this to happen? Well, if God didn't allow it to happen or God stops allowing it to happen, then it'll just disappear and go away faster than you could say scat. But listen, we're going to have to accept it. You know, we're going to have to accept it. Preacher, when are we going to be able to go back to church? When we get the all clear eventually and things calm down. Now, there's going to come a day. We're going to be back. It'll be here before you know it. All right, might, well, it may, may seem like a long time <laughs> with all the time we have on our hands, but, you know, he just accepted it and said, listen, this is just the way it's going to be for a while, and we just got to make the best of it. So Paul said, I couldn't teach or preach, but look, on a positive note, when he accepted that, then he can move on to the good stuff, the positive things, the positive things. Hey, look for ways to serve. Look for ways to encourage. Look for ways to witness. Look for ways to uh, be good to people. And look for ways to encourage people. Look for ways to love on people. Help your neighbor. Help those in the church. Uh, Be creative with your abilities to minister to people during this time. So Paul was, was able to multiply his ministry That's so important. He was able to multiply his ministry through the ministry of others, like the pastoral epistles, all right, Timothy and Titus. Look how he invested in those. And that's what we can do now is we as an individual here, uh, we try to do it all ourselves. You can't do but so much by yourself. And then he invests in Paul and Timothy, I mean, Timothy and Titus. And then Timothy and Titus are able to minister to others. That's how this thing works. And then those under church are able to minister to other people and we're able to multiply the message is how God works. But if we all work separately, 
we can only reach so many people. That's going to bring me to my next thing here when it comes to Paul. Uh, Paul communicated, but now this is so, this is an incredible thought if you really spend the time on it. Here's a positive note Paul communicated by writing letters. There were individual letters. He wrote letters to individuals like Philemon that were part of our canon of scripture, that epistle that was written to an individual uh, named after him, Philemon. He also uh, wrote letters or epistles to churches to encourage them. He used something that we ought to be using today, which he didn't have all this technology that we have, but the Bible says the disciples in the book of Acts turned the known world at that time upside down for Jesus Christ. Had no United States Postal Service. Didn't have UPS, FedEx. Didn't have Amazon. Didn't have Internet. Didn't have all these things. Didn't have Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all these means. And he done that through networking with other people. With other people. He communicated by writing letters and epistles. Now, follow me here into this next one. And that was, or is, confinement was activity. Now, the email I sent out yesterday, the church talked about the word fear, and I talked about two types of fear, two types of fear. One is an unhealthy fear. All right, an unhealthy fear is where you are completely paralyzed and you're in a state of just shock and you can't move and you're paralyzed. Kind of like you're having a bad dream. You ever had those bad dreams where you're just paralyzed, you can't move and all those things. You're just paralyzed by fear. You're just you're stopped in your tracks. That's an unhealthy fear. God doesn't want us to have a, a spirit of fear, an unhealthy fear. But there is a healthy fear, folks. There's a healthy fear. The Bible talks about that, does it not? That fear is the beginning of wisdom. Fear is the beginning of knowledge. We need a reverential fear of God. That is a healthy fear, folks. You ought to have a healthy fear for the Lord, a healthy fear when it comes to the church, a healthy fear when it comes to our dealings and when it comes to sin and so forth. But listen, we need to be during this time, we need, we need during this time of confinement, we need activity. We need activity. Now, not your normal activity is going to have to be innovative. You're going to have to think outside the box, which I, that's the kind of thinking I love. But listen, during this time of this confinement, remember, creativity, going back to the beginning, creativity needs, where is it? Needs a prison right here. Creativity needs a prison. Speaking of restraints, creativity needs a prison. Paul had a prison. And although he was very creative, God used his personality in writing the epistles. Also, also you know, want to emphasize that of course, it was under inspiration. We don't take away from that. But God did use Paul's and other writers' personalities comes out in their writing. And during this time of confinement, listen, several things happened. He was able to write and do some things that were long-lasting. He wrote during this time the epistle of Philemon, Colossians, Ephesians, and Philippians, which I spelled wrong. I'll fix that right quick because I'm a perfectionist. All right, so these are the pastoral epistles written by Paul during this time of confinement. And so he, he didn't sit around doing nothing, chained to the guards and say, well, this, this is, I'm just not going to do anything paralyzed by fear. He accepted it, and he said, I'm going to do some activity. He, he wrote Philemon, Colossians, Ephesians, Philippians. Listen, you read Philippians, that prison epistle, imagine how, or not really imagine, but we don't really have to imagine it, but think about all the encouragement that has come as a result of writing the book of Philippians alone. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice was written from a Roman prison. A Roman prison. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say 
rejoice. So all this was accomplished during times of confinement. What is it right now that God could use you during this time of confinement to be creative and create something that when we emerge from the other side of this, I trust that we're not the same person. That the time that in a good way, right? You don't want to come back and maybe you as a you're an introvert now and you don't know how to socialize with people because we have to all learn again how to uh, how to interact with each other. I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about when you come back, say, listen, God taught me some things through this. God worked on my heart during this time. God burned my heart during this time. God, during this time of confinement, I took my time and said, I'm going to learn a skill or an ability that is going to be able to help the church when I get back. Those are some things that need to be happening, some activities that need to be happening during this time. Paul uses the time to encourage others. He he writes and encourages others while he's in confinement. And he uses the time of prayer. People say, well, I don't have time. I don't have time to pray. I don't have time to read my Bible. I don't have time to go to church. I don't have time to do this and that. Well, God knows how to fix that. And God's in control of time. You don't find God time He'll he'll find some time for you to spend some time with him. And so during this time, he was uh, very active. He was a witness during all this time. And Paul turned confinement, prison, being restrained, limited to freely move around to a time of creativity. So I trust that you are creating great, wonderful things and that you will do so. And I'm going to switch gears here a little bit and going to run down here that and see about your comments. And we're going to look at some of the, see if you have any prayer requests. I'm going to scroll all the way back to the beginning. All right. It looks like we got Kenneth Hilton. Appreciate him being with us. We got Raymond in the house. We got Kathy Hilton, Joe Gravely, got us on the big screen tonight. All right. Faye Turner, yeah, miss everyone. We miss you too. Trust you're doing well. And uh, Ted, and then we think about uh, the rest of the family. Darlene, oh, my Luke is home from Poland, but he's in Texas with his wife. Yes, let's pray, uh, continue to pray for Luke. And then uh, pray for Chelsea doing home dialysis and pray for me with my breathing. Okay, so let's pray for uh, Linda Prevento and Chelsea Prevento. And then uh, Carrie says, you're essential. Yeah, that's the new words. And Carrie said, we got it on YouTube, on the TV, and on my phone. All right, got us different places. We've got, all right, let's look on down here. All right, got Vicki Craig, high preacher in church family, prayer, prayers for you all. Good to have Vicky Craig with us. And then Brother Williams says, pray for my family, brothers, sisters in Christ, and a nation as a whole, the military. My grandson, Logan, is at base, and they are in lockdown. That's not, okay, my grandson, Logan, is at base, and they are in lockdown. That's not deployed. Okay. Thank you, love and miss all my church family. Yes. Appreciate Brother God helped me a lot around the church during this time, and then uh, got Joe, got some amens in here. I like that. Sally's in the house, Sally Lankford. I'm going to get back with you on that question. I've been running around today, but I'm going to get back with you on that. Actually, I wrote a book on that subject. I may just send you a copy of my book, I, in my book that I wrote on the church. Okay, and then we got, let's see, looking on down here. All right. William, Chris, oh, Margaret, Margaret Sharp. Hey, Margaret. Hey, Gus. Maybe Bill, too. He might be on the road, though. All right, and then let's see here. Looking on down, looking down. Kenneth, Missy. Hey, Missy Minnick. Oh, right, yeah, homecoming dinner. Walsh's chicken, Miss Virginia's fudge. That's what I'm talking about. Now you're talking my language, Joe. Uh, Chris and Sally, continue to pray for Sally, yes, and Vicky, pray for the Surratt family. So if you have any other prayer requests, you can drop them in the comments real quick. I'm going to look around here in our other live streams. It uh, looks like we've got about three viewers on uh, YouTube, kind of 
maintaining. Look at the website. It looks like here on Facebook, on the page, the one page, uh, 23. And let me look at the website real quick, which I think it might just show the same. It does. Okay. YouTube. Oh, yeah, because we're sharing it to other streams. So real quick, if you got any prayer requests, okay. Vicky Craig says, continue to pray for my daughter's uh, work out in public. Yes, with the um, yeah, CVS and the pharmacy and all those things. Need to remember this. Remember them in prayer. And then also, uh, Herman Hancock is home now. He had uh, trouble with his uh, sugar dropping low. And then I think he's oxygen. Always tell me he had a doctor's appointment today. I want to pray for him. Deborah Poe, I want to continue to pray for Deborah as she uh, had another esophagus procedure, surgical procedure yesterday. And John had texted me and said she came, the doctor texted him and said she come through well. So I want to pray. We've had some in and out of the hospitals. Let's see, there was one more, wasn't it, Leanna? That was. So anybody else, you can drop in the comments there. If you have a prayer request, I want to give you a minute because there's a little delay on this end. All right. Well, we want to bring all these things. Okay, Darlene says, uh, uh, okay, Donnie and Joanne watching too with Joe. Great, great. Got us on the. Big screen. All right, we done made the big time now. We done made the big screen. All right, let's see. I'm going to check my comments. I had one come in. Okay. All right, so let's look to the Lord in prayer. And at this time, let's pray for our country, our president. Let's pray for those infected with the coronavirus and those that may be potentially or eventually to be infected. We want to pray for those. Those in our area recently found out those lost their jobs. I could go on and on, but I will not. Okay, there's a lot to be in prayer about. So let's pray together. Together, Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day given to us. I pray for our, our world at this time. Lord, may they turn to you globally, Lord, and look to you for their safety and look to the, you as their Savior. We pray for our country, our president, pray for those uh, nationally in our country infected with the Corona-19 virus. And we pray for our medical workers and the nurses and urgent cares and doctor's offices and healthcare workers and all those in the healthcare community. We pray and lift them up to you. And Lord, we pray for... Uh, Lord, all these many requests, uh, those who have gotten news this past week, they've shared with me, those in the church have been hospitalized. We pray for our shut-ins, and Lord, we just pray that you'll continue to keep us encouraged during these times, Lord, of unprecedented uh, things happening, that Lord, help us to continue to be flexible. Lord, not us let, be, let us not be fearful, but Lord, let us have faith in you during this time that we know that you're in very much in control, and Lord, you have everything under control, and you're well aware of it. We do pray for those infected in our state and then locally in our community, the two cases in Henry County. We pray for these individuals, although we don't know who they are, and we don't need to know who they are for privacy measures, but Lord, we pray for them. Lord, you'll help them. We pray, Lord, you continue to help us to navigate. Give me wisdom as we navigate through these charted waters. We thank you for the faithfulness of God's people and send our tithes, offerings, and gifts and being faithful to the live streams and encouraging uh, one another in the things of the Lord. Pray that we will continue to be faithful. And during this time, Lord, may you work on our hearts as only you can. Let us be creative during this time of confinement. May we use it as a positive thing, as Paul did when he was restrained and not able to go about his usual activities or the way that he would approached his life or the way he would uh, probably wrote the story. But God, we know you wrote it for a reason that now we may enjoy these prison epistles and, and be encouraged by them and those down through the generations being encouraged by them also. May you bring us back the next appointed time, Lord, when you see fit. In the meantime, Lord, help us to be strong and encourage one another and love one another as we're instructed in the Word of God. And for we ask it done in 
Jesus' precious and holy name, as I always say, and all God's people said, amen. So thank you so much for joining with me on the live stream. And so this time we're going to let you go. want to let you know that we are available. If you need us, just be sure to contact us. I get a lot of calls and texts. I don't mind that. I just tell you because if I'm not able to get to you right away, I will eventually get around to you. Okay? So just be patient with that. In the meantime, this is uh, Pastor Toller. Trust you join, get, join us again Sunday. I may move the time a little bit, 11, 10, 30, 11 o'clock is really flooded on the internet and so i may move to like one o'clock possibly i'm thinking about uh because there's just so many people flooding the internet we may move it because i'm just at first i was doing two services online and that became a little too much for me so i'm just going to do one live stream service on sundays and then in the evenings and this sunday uh, night at seven o'clock i have my good friend dr kendall smith He'll be with me to join in another discussion about the COVID-19 crisis. So trust you can join us there at 7 o'clock Sunday night. If you enjoyed the platform last week, we will be able to uh, meet again together and discuss the COVID-19 crisis with the church. And just we had a lot of good feedback from that. So trust that was a help to you. Oh, good to see you, uh, Connie. Uh, Houlihan enjoyed being able to hear you more through the live stream. So I really enjoyed these live streams. And here's another thing is I've been trying to get around these doing the live streams. I've had all the equipment, everything I need to do them for quite a while. But it wasn't until this crisis hit that I just finally was basically forced to get out here and put these live streams out. So in a positive sense, this I don't want to say bondage, but this uh, confinement has allowed us to use uh, creativity. So I trust you'll do the same. That will be an encouragement to each and every one. And we really appreciate you joining with me and staying with me and, and trust it was an encouragement. I enjoyed sharing it. If nobody was listening, I, I really enjoyed this tonight. This is fun. So in the meantime, if you need anything, let me know. Thanks so much for joining me. And we'll be signing off at this time. God bless you. Just want to let you know that we love you folks. And please let us know if you need anything. Well, I'm headed out of here. God bless you.